We are live. Hi everybody, my name is Ria Rostagi and I'm the co-founder and COO of a startup called Neufony across Europe and India and we are developing a variable neurofeedback device which can not only help you focus, relax, reduce anxiety, stress, sleep better with the amazing techniques of meditation and music therapy. It uses a different technique. It recommends different techniques for different people based on their brain waves. And uh, we believe that meditation and music can change the way you deal with life. As a part of a startup, every Sunday we bring professionals from different platforms and expertise such as meditation, uh, neuroscience, mental health to come and share their expertise so that we can let these word out how uh, how impactful meditation and music can be for your brain. And today I have Sophie Bachmann from Germany. She is a corporate world mindfulness trainer. She was um, she is also the co-founder of Zen and Go, and now she provides corporate mindful trainings and setups. Uh, set sets up these training programs for across the world for different countries. Thank you so much, Sophie, for uh, joining us today. Thank you so much. Thank you so much today, Kenji, Really happy to be spending my Sunday evening. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> uh, so, um, uh, firstly, we would like to, I would like to ask, uh, our audience, if you have any questions with regards to mindfulness, workplace, meditation, or anything with regards to your work life, please put in the comments and I'll ask uh, to Sophie on behalf of you. So I have prepared a few questions, like very basic, to understand what it really means, like an unplugged version of a corporate work mental health so can you like comment on um, what are the day-to-day -day challenges uh, you have seen people face in a corporate world I can maybe um, tell my yes. biggest challenges I've had when I was still in the corporate world and now I have different challenges because now I'm an entrepreneur <laughs> <laughs> you know that? Yes, <laughs> um, but it's a different story. And then I can also share maybe a little bit what I what I just experienced when I work with clients from the corporate world. What kind of the, mm -hmm. the main topics that they always come back with? Um, I think one thing that kind of everybody would agree upon is that currently how our how the work environment, um, the corporate, but also the, the startup environment and kind mm -hmm. of our world is set up. Um, is by default very stressful. Mm -hmm. If you just think back like 100 years ago, how, how we worked, oh. um, it was way more automatically, it was very more unitasking. So you did one thing and then you did the next thing and there were, was no real technology around. So people, I don't know, they just did one thing and had their attention on one mm -hmm. thing, right? Uh, maybe then the, with the telephone or something, it was ringing a lot. But if you compare it to today, you have in, in, in a typical corporate setting, you have your laptop. So you have so many emails. Um, I remember um, always after the weekend when I worked still in a big company, I had like 500 emails and thought like, okay, my week is already kind of done doing emails. Oh my God. Uh, then you have um, next to that, you have so many meetings, right? often meetings where you think, mm. why am I really here, <laughs> right? 
um, you have. Um, also, many companies besides the email as a communication channel, they have intranet, they have um, kind of social platforms, and then they have Microsoft Teams where you can also yes. communicate. Oh God! So right, so many platforms, so many things. Then you also have your smartphone. So again, there you have notifications from the news. Something is happening somewhere in the world. You kind of feel like you're standing definitely right to see the videos and stuff, all the messages, calls, etc. So it's kind of so much mm -hmm. input, so much information coming to us. Um, and this is what many people say. They just feel very stressed by it, very overwhelmed, mm -hmm. um, and they notice that in order to cope with it, they try to do everything at the same time. Yeah. multitasking right and then they feel even more stressed out and then at the end of the evening they go home or they leave their home office to go to the kitchen and they are totally um, exhausted so i think yeah these kind of requirements that kind of you know i mean of course in your job description it might change from year to year you get more responsibility etc but it, it's not written anywhere that kind of the world or the business world demands also with every new technology that's coming demands you to do to put your attention on even more things. Um, and then I think another thing is that um, I think many people are struggling with finding a balance. So working hard, making a career, organizing, strategizing, which I think is really important, obviously, mm -hmm. but then doing also as to counterbalance things like unwinding, sleeping well, um, doing things for themselves that feel really good. Um, they either don't know actually what would help them or they feel like they don't have any control or any power. They, they feel in German, there's a word uh, fremdgesteuert. Mm -hmm. They feel like somebody else is managing them. Yeah. Um, and maybe the third thing might be that something that people often don't say so consciously, but it, it might be this feeling, I go to work and I'm a different person. Yeah. Or I have to be a different person, right? I take on my, put on my mask. Mask. I'm the manager and then I go home and then I kind of try to be myself again. And mm -hmm. this can be really stressful because you spend more time at work normally than at home. So you feel like there's no space for vulnerability. Oh my God, this is, you have explained it in, this, in a, such a nice manner that I can actually, you know, feel a little bit relatable, even as an entrepreneur to some of the things, because the way we work right now, uh, it's too hectic. Like sometimes it's just your, you have so many communication and tracking and monitoring. The, the real work is not really like, on, on an average i think three to four hours for an eight hour shift basically so the rest is does get a little anxious at least for a person like me i'm an introvert so for me uh communicating in a very big firm uh, especially like in an mnc or in the corporate world where you have to network you are supposed to communicate with your team with your peers and not just work you know there are dedicated hours for this so it does get a li little too much Maybe to even. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing this. So, uh, can you also comment something about the uh, burnouts? So, how often do people get burnouts, and what is what was what is the root cause behind it? Like, is there something like what are the possible reasons? Maybe there were some signs which people avoided. Yeah, I think that's a really good question. Um, 
so that they can avoid reaching that stage where they are just burned out and they want to take a break and you know leave the job for like five six months or they just question their career decisions basically yeah i think in general i don't have any numbers in my head but i think yes. um, sometimes i look at you know the german um what is called health insurance providers mm-hmm. there's like a um, on top of that an organization that kind of gathers data from all of them and then they publish it once a year and i always look at their report and it's really crazy to see um how the burnout rates really go up exponentially yes. have been going up exponentially I mean, yeah that's why you're also addressing it right Yes, in the past 20 years, I think it's uh, tripled. I I, I also saw the same report for Germany. And I think it's, I think in the past 20 years, it's tripled somewhere like something like that. But even double is a significant number, like I feel. Yeah, crazy. And also in in the company I worked, there were many people that either came back from a burnout or you just heard it like casually, like, you know, like gossip talk in the kitchen, like, oh, have you heard? This guy and that guy, oh, this team has another burnout case. And I was like, oh my God, it's horrible. Yes. So what are the, generally the symptoms behind this? Like, yeah, I think, I mean, there, I think there are many definitions of what mm-hmm. burnout is. It's also such a, I think, a difficult disease because it's not so easy to grasp and maybe not so easy to admit also to yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, I think sometimes people say you get a burnout when you kind of, I mean, I think it's always correlated to working too much. Mm-hmm, definitely. Um, but then, and then maybe a lack of purpose. Yeah. Um, what I really like is there, there was a study, um, I think, from Harvard University done already in the beginning of the 20th, 20th century, so in 19, 1909 or something. And it's like you have like a graph, so like this, mm-hmm. you have your Y and your X axis. And then, and I often use that in workshops, and I ask people if you have on one axis, you have um, your effort, so how much you put into something, and then on the other one, you have your performance. Maybe you have seen it before, yeah, it's uh, mm-hmm. used a lot. Yeah. And then I always ask people, so how do you think is the correlation between these two? And then people always say, well, the more effort, the more I get, right? So then they say it's a linear yeah. thing. But actually, what they found out is that it's rather this. Um, um, yes. Perfect, you know what I mean. Yeah, <laughs> a reverse U, basically, like yeah, an easy language. <laughs> when you do a project and you don't put any effort in of course you will not get anything out but it's kind of you have a point where it's really amazing you like you work a lot but you also your performance is just Mm -hmm. flowing but then afterwards if you leave that point you and you push even more your performance and your outcome is just going down and kind of at the bottom and that would be kind of burnout so i think um and that's what I kind of teach with mindfulness a little bit to understand for yourself, where are you on this curve right now? Mm-hmm. Right? So you can also be too bored, of course, you don't want exactly. that. But I think we just know when we are at this, yeah, this, this kind exactly. of maximum point, Peak. you know, where we're like, <laughs> I, I do a lot, but also I feel like my results are really good. I, I, I go home, I still have some energy, mm-hmm. but many people, they overdo it. And then they go into this kind of red zone, which for some time is fine. But I think, um, and there's a sentence in German, I can have always my German sentence. <laughs> <laughs> it says um, in German, I translate it in a second. Um, wenn du dem Körper beim, um, beim Flüstern zuhörst, wirst du niemand schreiben. Which says, if you um, hear or if you listen to your body while it's whispering, mm-hmm. you will never hear it shouting. Mm-hmm. And I think the body 
um, once we start to go out of this kind of healthy zone of um, effort, the body starts to give us signs, right? We feel it maybe um, for a longer period of time, we get really tight in shoulders, we start to develop mm -hmm. headaches. I had many colleagues at my former workplace that took four or five aspirin a day. It was normal. They said, well, otherwise I have a headache all the time. And I thought, wow, you're already, you know, you're already going down. Um, and then uh, if we don't kind of listen to that, then other symptoms start to show up. Also psychological symptoms. Um, for example, if I feel like over a longer period of time, I feel very irritated mm -hmm. um, or I cannot sleep well, or I have, I don't feel appetite anymore or the opposite. I feel like I have to eat all the time when I feel like I come home from work and something that normally was fun for me, I don't feel up for that anymore. Just yeah. lie on the couch. I think these are some signs that, um, that are there before you have a burnout, but I think it's very hard. And I understand that so much to be honest to yourself, mm -hmm. to spend, even have time to reflect. Yes. Um, or take the time and also to um yeah to then share it like with your manager or something right yes definitely so like i think that uh definitely understanding and acceptance is a very very big task but i have and um, i have like i believe that there is a loop generally which starts to happen very often like which you were pointing out like the peak of the curve so it's more like um either it is like you're working too much and then as you said you know you reach that peak and then there starts like you overdo it and then you ha start losing your efficiency and then your attention span gets starts getting reduced and then it kind of goes in a loop because then you're not efficient and then you're not paying more attention and then you're spending a lot more time at work but it's not really resulting in a lot and it kind of re results in like frustration so when you think that you've had like let's say five bad days at work like a little bit frustrated not efficient enough i think that it would be good like to take a day off for your mental peace you know like i feel that's what i used to do you know i used to take a day off whenever i used to feel like too exhausted mentally to deal with work i never go to work if i feel i'm just gonna go there and sit i always make sure i sit for like seven hours but i get the job done and if i cannot then i just take a like a sick leave you know i think that this should be more promoted because my mental health is like as important as my physical and they should be given like a lot more importance i feel yeah and i think it's really um when you say your mental health is so important like also coming back to how our workload is structured kind of structured now like there are at least in my environment like mm -hmm. um of course there are, it's it's different for for some people but when you look at these white collar jobs i think mm -hmm. it's called them yeah we have like our tool is our <laughs> mind right yeah like we of course it's nice if we have our hands to type and stuff <laughs> but um even if we if our if we actually even if we didn't take care of our body anymore of course maybe we would get sick but in terms of strength it would not totally um prohibit our kind of ability to kind of do our jobs right yeah and that's why like we really need to have a sharp line <laughs> and, and 
like a healthy mind. Exactly. Not only a healthy mind, also a sharp mind. Sharp mind. Um, and I think that's the it's so yeah, so paradox. Like mm -hmm. so weird actually to think about it, how important it is to have a good mental state and how you um time most of the people take care of of their mental health. Yeah. It's it's very less like I've seen people coming frustrated to work not being able to deliver but they have to be there kind of thing I just don't get the have I do get the have to be thing like for the project sake but there are a little bit more like I know a lot cannot be done sometimes in a day if you're not at your best and sometimes one day can actually like make you reach like do wonders now when we talk about this how uh, and also, I would like to touch one more topic before we go to the solution part that uh, how uh, what is your take on negative working environment? Because uh, do you feel that that is pretty common in the West, like Germany, maybe like I'm coming from Asia? Is it very common? Is it something that can impact or take like a negative toll? And is this something that you have seen people reaching out to you for? Um, it's a very interesting question. I don't know if it's more common in the West than in the East or something, or, or mm -hmm. particularly Germany. I mean, yeah. my boyfriend is American, so we talk a lot about American. But exactly. I would even say, he would say that the work culture generally is better in the US because people tend to be more expressive. and positive. Exactly. I don't know. Really? Yes, yeah, that's the case yeah. in India also. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So okay. people are very communicate. So they are. You will have like a lot of friends. Uh, you can easily talk. There's a personal relationship between your manager and your team. So that makes it a little less stressful and political. You know. Yeah. So I'm not sure about Germany as such because I haven't worked like for many big companies. But yeah, this is something like I would like your opinion on yeah i think in general i would say particularly if you look at bigger companies that have been there for a long time mm -hmm. they might be still way more hierarchical than in other countries There's exactly so companies do you notice um differentiation in germany between do and see yeah and there are still companies where where you have to refer to the managers as the yeah. yeah, the really formal, yeah, yeah. So this is for me like, oh my God, I cannot do it. <laughs> um, but I do think, um, but I, I think, I do think it doesn't really, it can correlate a lot with negativity, but it doesn't have to be, if mm -hmm. there's still a lot of respect and harmony. Exactly. But in general, um, I do think there are many corporate work environments that are destructive or negative, and mm -hmm. I um, have also many people telling me about it for mm -hmm. sure. Um, I also sometimes do some like kind of surveys. I think I did one via LinkedIn half a year ago or something mm -hmm. where people just anonymously kind of share their feelings. And I was reading it, I thought, really, like, oh my God, this sounds horrible. People really telling me, like, I'm afraid to go to work every day. Um, I hate my manager, stuff like that. Oh my um, god. On the other hand, and I also experienced work. I mean, I worked once. I don't have a company. I worked once in a company. <laughs> it was an internship, so that was mm -hmm. really good because it was temporary. But um, 
I, I noticed how the team was really bullying one person. Um, and that was really, um, that really stuck with me, mm-hmm. like how shocked I was by a dynamic of a group of people that were individually really nice, but then together they kind of built, built this um, weird image of this person that actually was super nice. Um, and then they kind of bullied her out. Um, I think when I work with people and they tell me that what I try to do, but that's of course always easier said than done, but I try to help them get a little bit more into their, their strength. Mm-hmm. Um, to either have the strength to lead mm-hmm. or to also have the strength to bring some positive um, influence into the work environment where they are because most of the time it's still people and let's say you have a company with 100 people and you have a negative constructive work environment i don't think each individual person would really say oh yes this is what i really love negative work environment that's why i promote it every day i think mm-hmm. it would be more it's just the dynamic that's around and maybe a yeah. habit or a just a culture mm-hmm. and i think if one person starts to change and then three per persons start to change etc it can really influence but you need a lot of inner strength to do that otherwise i mm-hmm. think you're like a flower that yes bloom, right yeah. definitely like i uh, can and sometimes there are very good companies and very good teams but there are like as you said few people which can uh, create a negative work environment like for people like I know there are situations where people avoid meeting few people or teammates because that energy uh, and that uh, understanding and con- the trust is lacking basically so it just creates like oh yeah I don't want to meet her or something like that now that we've talked so much about the different problems and the different symptoms can you just say how mindfulness can actually impact your everything at workplace you know like what is that you do with your clients that really like help them overcome these challenges where to start (laughs) I mean you know it it's like it's a lot it's like an entire field that starts to happen when you start practicing mindfulness and meditation. Um, I think, yeah, what I said before, I think mindfulness really helps to to boost your inner strength, but not like a fake inner strength or something that comes from getting a compliment. It's not fake, but you know, yeah. if you're good because somebody t- tells you you're good. I think mindfulness and meditation is something where, yeah, you kind of your inner flowers that's bloom and you don't need yes. anything outside to to support that and then like you really take care of your inner world um and this helps you and it really helped me when i was still in the corporate world to to be more you yeah. um and also to live your full potential so for me mindfulness is always about first in case you have any let's say i don't want mental issues sound so negative but like I think, um, yeah, it's just there. mental health challenges, challenges, struggles. Challenges. Maybe you, you, you know, you cannot unwind, blah, 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 all these things. Yeah. You say my, my health is not perfect, but then it doesn't stop there. Once you say, Hey, I sleep amazingly now and I have tools to unwind, then it goes even further and it helps you to, um, to have the inner power to, um, 
yeah, to bring your voice into the world, to have new ideas, to be more creative. Um, and also the strength to set boundaries. So definitely, if you are in a negative environment, speak up by the or, or yes. change team or yeah, to initial change, for instance. And just not sometimes just care because it doesn't get inside and then it just outside. The negativity is not coming to you. It just stays outside. And actually, there's a, I would like to just comment here, like there are scientific proof that mindfulness can actually increase your prefrontal cortex, like, and also the gray matter, which means that you can, uh, so basically your prefrontal cortex is responsible for your day-to-day -day activities, your social, emotional responses, your working memory. So everything actually gets bigger with mindfulness meditation like scientifically you can actually track that and test that so that means that this is not just a philosophical or a psychological impact that oh i'm meditating and i can deal with daily shit better no it's really proven techniques from amazing universities all across the world so uh how do you provide these so what do people do like do they do daily meditation when they are sitting at work how does it go about it's very different for a team per person i would say mm -hmm. um what i what i do um with when i work with organizations is either i come in for a workshop so it's rather it's one day or even three to four hours mm -hmm. and i show them just um, yeah, some as you just shared scientific studies and stuff, so that also the critics are like, oh, this is really a thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I let them experience a lot of meditations, like um, like mindfulness meditation, um, walking meditation. Sometimes we do some exactly. listening, mindful eating, eating exercises, body scans. Uh, yes. I sometimes do loving kindness meditation, yes. then, which people always love, even though before they're like, oh, this is cheesy for me. <laughs> Um, and then I also, uh, I have also an eight weeks program where I really work with a team for eight weeks and there we cover many, many meditations, but also a lot of background stuff like, for instance, the topic of autopilots. Like most of us, we work through the day, we have so many things we do unconsciously mm -hmm. and some of them are not good for us or not yeah. good for others. So we like that, for instance. Mm -hmm. um, and then it also, so I give people these specific tools, mm -hmm. but also um, I really like to show them how can they even, without doing something on top, because mm -hmm. that's what often people think when we start to work, they're like, you know, I'm already doing so much, I can't do more. And, and for those, those people, <laughs> I try to give them um, just like micro practices that they can do during the day. So one thing is breathing exercises coming down to something as simple as before you enter the next Zoom meeting, mm -hmm. take it breath in and out. And this is something they can, for instance, train in the morning, have a morning mm -hmm. routine, and then their brain already knows when I breathe in and out, I slow down time. Yeah. Or I, sh I show them a little bit how they can go back from multitasking to single tasking, mm -hmm. really focusing on one thing. Yeah. And of course, training this meta-level awareness that you automatically learn right when you start to meditate yes um, so that they are aware of what's going on in their bodies um, reflect their thoughts mm -hmm. reflect what's going on and then also increase empathy a little bit with others 
Definitely. Wow, this sounds <laughs> so amazing. <laughs> no, no, no. I have a question here. Have you ever tried neurofeedback on any of your clients? No, no, I would love to. No, we have to do that once I'm back in yeah. Munich. Because I, I, like whatever you're saying, I know the scientific perspective of it. And it would be like so cool to kind of actually see that. Because, you know, you tell people, see, you're not accepting, but you're right now stressed and you're anxious and you're kind of pre-burnout phase because that is what you can be seen because I am borderline anxiety sometimes like because of my prefrontal cortex, it's high beta all the time. So I am very efficient, but I am also very work, a borderline workaholic to anxious, like tending towards that. So I'm really at that peak right now. And if I just even overdo it for a week, I have a burnout and I take a breakout. Like there's a breakout every, not every month once, but yeah, there are incidents. But now I know how I can kind of manage and control that using meditation, obviously. So it'll be like really cool once I'm back, we should do this. <laughs> yes. Yeah, let's really do that. Let me know when you're back. I would love to. Oh, also on me. Like, I never get stupid feedback on me. I saw it with some uh, friends that have, um, I don't know how you, I think there's one company also, it's called Muse or something. Yeah. And they, they, they just showed me the specific thing and I was really impressed. Um, so, yeah, I would love to do that. And also, can I ask you a question? Yes, yes, definitely. <laughs> I know you shared this already some times. Um, then please let me know, but um, because I think this also resonates with me a lot. It's like very active, a yes. lot of activity in the brain. You can easily crash what somebody's saying, you have so many ideas, are really efficient, but then you're also borderline and anxious. Yes. And I think I can relate to that also a lot. And I would like to know also what kind of meditation do you do actually? So I actually tried mindfulness meditation, but that doesn't really help for me, unfortunately, because this is supposed to help me, but I've gone through pretty traumatic times. So whenever I try mindfulness, I kind of go sometimes into anxiety, uh, anxiety and panic attack regions because my brain is too calm and I can really hear and feel my thoughts, like my subconscious fears. I can actually feel them. And that doesn't feel very good. So what I try is, is I try a particular frequency of music. Uh, I was able to get it via neurofeedback. That particular music like helps me sleep. I started having like sleep issues. And now being so much into the domain, you even if it's four days, you get it. You Even after not being able to sleep for four days, I understood that this is something which will go for long because I was sleeping at three o'clock and getting up at eight and my days were tired. So I started using um, particular music and within a few minutes I'm off into sleep. So that's what I use for sleep. There's another uh, um, Om chant, transcendental music, which I listen for my work basically. So what I do is uh, whenever, so especially during COVID times, I used to like play this music, you know, my earphones and like put the device on and just go into workspace. And I kind of validated that this helped me improve my attention span and not let my mind, th uh, my thoughts wander away. 
so i use different techniques for different targets and like generally my favorite and go to is breathing techniques so like i always even before my live sessions i like take 5 minutes off like of utmost calm and i'll be like like but now it was like my brain took a second off you know no thought during this 6 7 8 seconds and it also this morning for instance maybe to share that uh, i always love to share first definitely the world needs to know <laughs> like this morning i mean it's sunday today so i slept in and i felt really like low in energy like mm -hmm. even a little bit depressed i was like this like lack of sunlight yeah. getting to me and then the covid situation and stuff and i was feeling so down and for like 2 3 hours and uh, already thinking like oh no i have the interview with me as and and then um i actually booked a, a yoga class already and i thought i'm gonna take it but then i just started and like for me also yoga is such an amazing tool because um i don't know afterwards like there was never a time when i felt not a slightly bit better mm -hmm. and in the beginning we did yeah. also kapalabhati this like breath of fire um which i don't know if your yes. listeners know it it's yeah. like something where you you know you really you cannot see me now but you move your belly in a very um yeah you you have a kapal bharti right yes and it's really like it's way more effective than coffee like afterwards you're so awake and also you kind of get the energy stirring in the body yes um and <laughs> already in the beginning of the yoga class today after the kapalabhati it's so good like it was like um would have some mud inside of you and then it kind of kicked it yeah. out and then the yoga and the meditation afterwards it's just fine and i really thought again like of course i've had this many times but i'm always i really just want to cry you know because i'm so thankful for these methods and um, that they're there that they're free um and you don't need to take any pill or, or anything and just do it yourself if you don't feel well you do the technique you feel better um if you want to work better you do your um the special um the music it's 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 just amazing but i think in the corporate world many people don't know these techniques yet it's exactly so right and that's why your your role comes into the picture and it's so amazing that's why i really wanted to interview because you won't find a lot of work life like workplace a corporate world mindful trainers and i feel like this is very important because I've seen so many people saying that this is just psychological and it's just not really helpful and this is like not scientific enough but I'm like no guys this is the most scientific thing that can actually exist it was created with scientific evidence and there is a lot of scientific study behind it <laughs> So again what I find so paradox is that on the one side might be the bigger side many people are like yeah it's not scientific da, 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 da. they don't even want to try it but then you also have on the other side people like super successful people like Steve Jobs yes not alive anymore and Ray Dalio like he's one of the I think the most successful hedge fund manager in the world um so many um sportsmen also like very very successful people that we kind of admire and they even say many of them say if if i wouldn't meditate i would not be so good exactly so also the paradox right again no it's it's just that because those people are have reached there and meditation and mindfulness helps them be the real them like you said and i really like that 
um so i think they acknowledge that and the people who have not tried it so it's basically like you know i feel it's like going to the gym the first day you have to challenge yourself and push yourself to do it the first week you will not like it like you know but only after the second or the third week you'll really start to get a routine of it and then you start enjoying it similarly is meditation the only challenge with meditation additionally is that you don't see the proof you don't see the scientific proof that you know it's impacting me it's not like i'm burning 100 calories today i've walked 10000 steps today you don't see that and that's where exactly neurofeedback can be helpful because it can actually show you that today your attention span was 30 seconds tomorrow maybe it was 32 day after tomorrow it was 35 and over a period of 8 weeks from 30 seconds it's 2 minutes or 5 minutes and that's where exactly how because at 3 years back when i did meditation i was like do i do i have to sit idle am i doing it right uh this doesn't it's like a waste of my time for 5 minutes you know that was me 3 years back and then slowly 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 neurofeedback like played a major major role not promoting my product but just promoting the technology and the science behind basically yeah you yeah, can also promote your <laughs> <laughs> no 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 it's more about the technology that it's really helpful yeah there's a lot of skepticism still and people want to see facts and numbers um i think this is really something that can make a huge shift exactly trying it that normally wouldn't try it or even better proving like having the proofs that that things really like i mean if you can show that how the attention span exactly. changes that's amazing Yes. <laughs> Perfect. So, uh thank you so much Sophie for this amazing and wonderful uh conversation. There's a lot of uh I see a lot of comments but like just likes and no more questions <laughs> for us. Uh thank you so much for joining us for all our audience. Please check out uh the video will be on our Facebook channel and also on our YouTube channel www.newfinny.com. Um we wish uh, every one of you a um, very festive season because christmas is around the corner and we wish that you get to be with your family and loved ones away from all the workplace stress anxiety and everything else that the workplace gets you <laughs> uh, thank you so much sophie for again joining thank us you, and giving yeah. us your time on sunday let's get in touch when you come back to germany to to do some uh, nice neurofeedback experiments together. I would love to have to try it. Yes, so, definitely. Thank, thank you so much, Sophie. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you also everyone for listening, for listening, and Merry Christmas to everyone, and also to you, Ria. Thank you, Sophie. See you soon. I hope. See you soon. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> thank you